Hi, I'm Sanera Madani, and I'm a mom of two, a daughter of an immigrant and an unlikely entrepreneur who went from scaling an idea to a billion dollar business. Yes, a billion dollar business. Along the way, I learned that less than 2% of female founders ever hit 1 million in revenue. And I became obsessed on a mission to change that. I believe that there is so much gatekeeping in business knowledge and that we as female entrepreneurs should be learning from other female founders and leaders who have broken the statistics. Since I never went to CEO school, I've had to learn it all the hard way, but you shouldn't have to because we believe that you deserve to have it all. And honestly, nothing bad happens when women make more money. Grab a seat because class is officially in session. Welcome to CEO School. Hey everyone, it's Sanira here. CEO School is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. We are part of a family of shows designed to help professionals listen, learn, and grow by providing access to the world's leading B2B podcast like Success Story, hosted by Scott D. Clary. Success Story features Q&A sessions with successful business leaders, keynote presenters, and conversations on sales, marketing, business, startups, and entrepreneurship, our favorite. I recently enjoyed listening to Scott interview the CEO of This One Marketing and how he gave tips on hiring the best marketing agency for your business. Go check it out and listen to Success Story wherever you get your podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to CEO School. I'm your host, Sanira Madani, and today we are going to do something a little different today on CEO School. So every week you get to hear from me about business, business scale, business techniques, business, blah, 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 business, business, business. And then I bring on founders that have scaled, you know, multi seven figure plus businesses, and we get to hear from them about business and business scale and business techniques. Uh, And today I have a guest with us today, Amanda Bible, who is the founder of Inner Beauty Bible. And she is a podcast host with over 3 million downloads on her podcast. She is a mother. She's a seven figure entrepreneur. She checks all the boxes as an entrepreneur and founder that should be on the show. But today's topic is going to be a little less about business and it's going to be about inner work. And so if you don't wanna hear about inner work, you can you can swipe to the next episode, but I wanna challenge you and me both to actually think about business in a different way today. So I hope you continue to join me because I've been chatting with Amanda backstage now and we're talking about how our brain is in charge and, and we were talking about generational trauma and patterns and what we're doing as women and a lot of stuff that sometimes even I get scared of in the, what we call woo-woo. Right. And we talked about manifesting and I'm like, wait, I don't know if I fully believe that. So I think you're going to hear a little bit of really fun banter back and forth from myself and Amanda. And let's see if she makes a believer out of me about manifestation. And I do believe in the powers of it, but I'm going to challenge her a bit here, too. So I'm super, super excited to welcome Amanda to CEO school today. Amanda, welcome to the show. And I'm so excited for this really fun conversation that's about to take place. I am beyond excited. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm so pumped. And I love that I haven't scared you away because as soon as we were talking, I was like, okay, I'm totally going to challenge that. Is that cool? And she's like, bring it. Let's do it. And uh, I love it. So one thing I want to say is you actually started off while we were chatting. You were, um, I thought you were burning sage on screen, but you weren't. I would love for the audience to hear what you were doing because it was really cool to watch. So I have 
a routine every single time I enter any sort of meeting, I burn Palo Santo. I'm not holding it in my hand right now, but Palo Santo actually amplifies the good energy instead of cleansing all the energy. So when you're burning sage, you're actually getting rid of bad energy, but you're also getting rid of the good energy. So all good things happen here, right? So I it's just that. amplifying, amplifying I the vibrant amazingness. I think it's so wonderful. I actually did not know that sage burns. It makes sense, right? Because it's taking away all the energy, but it also takes away the good energy. So I actually think I need this episode more than anything. So I'm going to like pull my seat back because I want to learn all about the right routines that we need to have as CEOs, as mothers. I know you're a mother. So I really want to talk about inner work today and what you recommend. Uh, But before we do, let's talk about why you're the expert, right? You're in the room for a reason. Um, Amanda is a, like super talented, just seven figure entrepreneur. She's a motivational speaker and you've got the most insane certifications. Like I can't even list these things off. Um, time techniques, EFT techniques, um, um, NLP. I don't know. There's so many acronyms here on just everything that it has to do with healing and inner work. And so, and then you also have an unbelievable podcast, which is uh, the the related podcast, which literally has over 3 million downloads. So congratulations on that. We're about to hit our millionth download on the episode right now, or uh, like this month right now. And we're so, so thrilled. So I also want to, you know, maybe at the end, we'll talk a little bit about business. And I want to hear about your podcasting journey as well. And so I know we've got a lot of women that want to start podcasts or that have podcasts and scaling pa- podcasts are hard. So I'm going to make a little note here for us to go back on. But Amanda, how did you get started in this journey about inner work? And can you tell us a little bit about your like about the inner beauty Bible? Absolutely. So I didn't just wake up one morning to like a seven figure business and all these certifications. It just wasn't it wasn't like that for me. It's <laughs> not like that for anyone. Yeah, it's I not know. Like that for people anyone. don't go viral overnight on like Instagram or YouTube. Although I think that's a mentality that a lot of people who are in the I'm exploring becoming an entrepreneur space kind of get into. Um, for me, I actually spent the better half of a decade uh, climbing the corporate ladder. I was um, working in hedge funds and in private equity in New York City in the finance industry, and I can I curse? Fucking hated it. Like I freaking hated it so much. Um, not for not like I, it just wasn't for me. I was a born entrepreneur and being in a space where I had to be confined to the 830 to midnight, because <laughs> let's be honest, the 830 to midnight roll, um, 24 seven access to texting and all the things just didn't align with what I wanted to do. So while I was working in corporate, I was actually simultaneously doing all the things to start my own business on the side. And I was like plotting my corporate escape. And every single thing that I did ended up plummeting. I kept hitting my head against the like the wall. Like, how did I end up here again? I just don't understand. I did everything under the sun. Um, I'm sure like all of our all of the entrepreneurs out there, you're multifaceted, multi-passionate, trying everything to, you know, make it work for you. And I just never took no for an answer. I had that um, I had that gene. I am also an addict in recovery. I have 10 years clean and sober. So I think that being an addict, it was just I was always programmed to want more (laughs) and to never take no for an answer. 
So at the end of my journey, I ended up like looking at myself in the mirror being like, what the actual F? Like, is anything ever going to shift for me? And I remember having like this ugly cry meltdown where like I had the snot and the mascara. My husband was like, get it together. We have a really expensive New York City apartment. Like you can't quit your job. So I ended up um, enrolling in a personal development course just for for the heck of it because I just wanted to feel better because I had all of this guilt because from the outside looking in, like things looked amazing, right? Like you have the good job, you have the the things, you travel the world, like all of the things on paper, like I should be happy. And on the inside, I was like, I just know that I'm meant to do something so much more than this. And I enrolled in a personal development course and she had to set a goal. And during the 30 days I was in a personal development course, I actually set the goal and achieved it for the first time in my life, <laughs> like literally my entire life. Um, and in those like 30 days, I went within and I got to think about what my actual definitions for things were and I redefined what success meant. Because for almost a decade, I was being told what success was supposed to be. And growing up, I was shown what success is supposed to look like. And I had never been invited to define what it meant for me. And that was such a game changer because it actually allowed me to put an endpoint in the GPS instead of the place where I didn't want to be. So if you're putting something where you don't want to be in your GPS, you just go in circles and circles and circles, right? So because I had experienced like instant, not instant because it was eight years in the making, but success in those 30 days and achieve those goals in those 30 days, I decided to get certified in neuro-linguistic programming as a practitioner and as a coach. And then I ended up getting master certified as a neuro-linguistic programming practitioner, hypnotherapist, um, time techniques practitioner, all of the things. And then I don't know what those I things start- are. So we're going to have to like, oh, I, I'm telling fine. you, like, this is not my usual interview. Yeah. And so I do, I want to, I want to just let you know that I want to come back to understand what, what are all those the things. things? Yeah. 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 So breath work, EFT tapping, um, time techniques, hypnotherapy, mindset coaching, neuro-linguistic programming. And none of those things are to like say like anything intimidating. It was more so like I became so obsessed with the mindset work that I wanted to learn it from every lens. So I just kept learning and learning. And eventually I ended up getting a certification to be able to train people to learn these tools because the obs- the obsession was was a lot. Like that's that's, I was that's very passion. passionate. That's it passion. was a very passionate obsession. No, I love it. Okay, so you're like yeah. you're the expert. Um you're master certified in all of these things. What are these things? So like why do we need these things? Take us back to like me. Let's put me in this in this seat here. So I am a mother, I'm a CEO. Um I do know that, you know, it's important for me to um, you know, take care of my mind and take care of my journal. I try to do other things that I think about in like a, to keep my mind space clear. So I, I do know the importance. So I don't need like the why inner work is important, but what are all of these like other techniques? And I've just never heard of all of this stuff. And so what do we need? What do I need in my life every day in a routine? Like, what does this look like? Why do I need all of this? What is all of this? 
Yeah, essentially, it's a fancy schmancy term for the science behind manifestation. Okay. So it allows you to leverage the power of the subconscious mind to focus on what you do want instead of what you don't want because our mind is amazing. That was the point on the GPS that you were just trying to track us, right? You need to know where you're going, not where you're not going. So I do understand that. So I like, so it's like, how, so how are you pro, can you tell me a little bit about the science in our brains of why this is happening and what, how do we get to the point where like, yeah, I know exactly where I want to go. Yeah. So that's all about creating the clarity, right? But what happens is I think us as humans are just so focused on the getting away from what we don't want that we don't ever focus on what we do want. And that's why goals tend to be these like looming things in the future that never happen. So when we're working with the the mind and working with the reticular activating system, which is a part of your brain, it's like your internal law of attraction device, your internal filter, um, we work with it to help focus on the things that are important to us. So for example, have you ever been in the market for like a new puppy or a new car and then all of a sudden everywhere you're like, oh my gosh, there's like poodles everywhere. Like where did all these poodles yep. come from? Absolutely. Yeah. Because in those moments you deemed getting a poodle as important. So now your mind is seeing all the poodles all around. So when you begin to create awareness for what is important to you, then the mind is going to filter that into your reality because it's not like there's more poodles or less poodles. It's now you're focused on the poodles. Does that make sense? It makes, I like this example because that makes so much more sense. And that's where like the woo and the science kind of like, I can kind of relate to that in that sense of like, it's not like that there's more poodles on earth or like, you know, magic came and there's more uh, G wagons now that I have a G wagon, right? It's just the fact that our brains process it and it's showing that into my reality more because I'm paying more attention to that. So I could totally get behind that concept of manifestation. What I can't get behind though and why I feel, and I know you're going to agree with me here, but I get so frustrated with fucking Instagram. So now that we're here, because I am so tired of looking at like CEOs, I'm like air quoting, like, like, or like women entrepreneurs who are like, I manifested my way into like making millions of dollars. And like, that is not how it's going to happen. Like, I don't care what, like, what you're going to teach me in terms of like, I do believe in the law of attraction. I do believe in like getting the right mindset in place to go drive towards those things, but you still have to work for them. So I don't like this. Like, I do believe in having the right practices, but execution in your day to day and your life, like that's also important because you can't you can't manifest your way into a million dollars in your bank account unless you're telling me that I'm incorrect here. No, absolutely not. You can't just, you know, journal away and meditate and focus on the million dollars and expect it to just immediately drop in or, you know, someone come knocking on your door and say you won the lottery. It doesn't happen that way, right? But how it works and how people talk about like these quantum leaps is because they're getting really clear on what they want, okay? And then what the next step is, is reverse engineering the what you want so that you have daily actions that you take because it happens by taking real action, (laughs) Right. But it gives you and that then, it gives you that map of like this is what I want in my life and you have that clarity. And so your mind is filtering those particular things. 
correct. But on that same note, taking the action is all about information collecting, right? So I know a lot of people might be scared of like failure or judgment or whatever those fears are that come up on a day-to-day basis for everybody, right? It's like whack-a-mole. They don't go away. It's just a matter of how we manage them. But if you were to call up the first producer, if you want to get like, you know, your record produced and they're like, no, sorry, it's not going to work for us today. It's, you're you're going to then call the 9,999 other producers that are on your list so that it becomes a reality and that you give yourself options because I think, too, something that happens is we get the one no and then we give up, right? So manifesting is about getting the clarity, taking the action, and continuing to take the action until what you want is in your space, in your physical space. I I can for sure agree to that. And I do think that that is super, super important. Um, You know, I've found that through the power of journaling for myself, just in terms of like, I'm not... It's hard as a mom, like fitting in the million. And that's why I was like, I'm always frustrated when I see like, like the, you know, I, I call it like the Instagram, like mindset woman, but she's like doing a million fucking routines. Like I don't have time for like make, grinding my own matcha and then taking a million supplements and then sitting down for an hour and then doing the sauna and then doing everything. Like I don't, I don't have that. I have to get both my kids to school and like show up to work. Um, and I'm trying to squeeze in like the right pieces into my routine. And so I can totally get behind getting into the right mindset because one of my practices every single day when I walked into my office in building my billion dollar business that I did create was the fact that my journal was always at my desk. And the first thing that I would do was literally just write down it. It was so simple for me and that's our CO school planner. And I made it so super simple because I could not, like I didn't, I wanted a very clear map of like what I wanted my mind to think about. So I had three places for gratitude, three places for my affirmation and a simple page just to like write out with simple prompts that would, however I was feeling to just write down what my date was going to look like, even just forward thinking about the day ahead or, and so I got into the practice of taking literally three minutes. I think my journal practices were three minutes long, but that was part of my practice when I got to my desk. So it wasn't at five in the morning. It wasn't with like all of the things. It was truly just sitting at my desk. And so when I got to my office, I would open up that journal, take two minutes to do it, close it up and then start my day. And so I do agree with the fact that when I put down my affirmations, you know, if I had a big, if I had a big pitch, if I had, if I was speaking that day, if I had, you know, a a board meeting, like, and I would write down, like, I am a great CEO or I'm an incredible speaker, right? And you just get yourself into that mindset. And it would get me in that mindset to at least start my day on that note. So I do have to echo that getting those small pieces is what I'm looking for. Um, and I think that that's, that's what's like healthy and needed. And I do want to just, you know, share with the audience. I do believe in that. And I do think that your brain is the one in charge. Action's going to drive it, but we have to tell it where to go. So I really, really appreciate you giving me um, that the, the analytical side of me, that logical GPS example, because you're right. If we don't know the destination, we're going to go around in circles. So I could totally get behind that. I love it. Yeah, You know what? I actually can totally relate to you as well. I carry my journal with me 
literally everywhere. And the first thing I do, because I, I too have kids that have to go to school and get fed. And then I'm lucky if I get a shower and brush my teeth type of thing. Right. But, um, actually I did shower and I did brush my teeth. <laughs> oh, I didn't shower this morning. I have to shower at night and sometimes I have to skip my shower. So let's be honest. But, but for real, like the, the Instagram thing is, it can be very daunting. And I think it also plays into these narratives of like, oh my gosh, the highlight reel on this person. And then we get into um, the self-guilt and self-shaming because we don't have the time to do it ourselves. Yet we see all these people who are showing us what their highlight reel looks like. And I'm like, well, why can't I do that? And it turns into this like negative cycle almost, right? Yeah. No, I love the journal. I think that that is something that every single CEO needs to take five minutes to do. Um, Tell me a little bit about some of these other techniques. Like what are other things that I can incorporate into my day-to-day, I struggle with meditation, someone who has ADHD as well. And like, it is so difficult. And that's why I feel like journaling almost is my meditation because at least I'm, I'm like doing something, but it's super mindful, but there is still like a piece of like something in my hand or I'm like distracted with like the writing element of it. Um, but meditation, I have found, um, I've been using this device called the core meditation device because I can hold it in my hands and it, it vibrates. And so you kind of put your your thumbs on this pulse and um, when it tells you to breathe in, like the pulse is kind of like, it like moves with it and then it like releases the vibration. And so for me, I feel like that has been a really fun little gadget for me to play around with while I sit for meditation. But it is so difficult, so, so, so difficult. And I'm probably speaking for a lot of women that might be listening that I just can't seem to sit down and do this. And I know it's important to clear my mind. There's so much like benefit from it. Teach me how, like how, and like, I know that's important. Like what else is important? Like those are the only two things that I feel like I know that I'm like, okay, I'm doing my journaling. I got my meditation. I get some quiet time. But like, what is important? How do I include these things in my morning routine? Tell us about these other techniques and give it to us as like busy working moms and entrepreneurs who've got a lot of stuff going on up here. So much pressure. Are you sick and tired of wasting your precious time on tedious tasks like pulling reports, rewriting blogs, and trying to personalize countless prospecting emails? Well, say no more because I've got some new AI tools that are gonna blow your mind. Introducing HubSpot's newest AI tools, Content Assistant and ChatSpot. Content Assistant uses the power of OpenAI's GPT-3 model to help you create content outlines, outreach emails, and even web page copy in just seconds. And in case that wasn't enough, they created ChatSpot, a conversational growth assistant that connects to your HubSpot CRM for unbeatable support. With chat-based commands, you can manage contacts, run reports, and even ask for status updates. The easy-to-use CRM just got even easier. Head to HubSpot.com artificial intelligence to get early access today. Hi, I'm so glad you're here and enjoying the CEO School podcast. If you're tuning in, chances are that you are an entrepreneur looking for accessible knowledge, resources, and guidance to help you scale to your next level. Well, look no more. Here's the thing, entrepreneurship is a lonely road and quality mentorship is especially scarce, especially as a female founder. That's why I'm so excited to share the CEO Collective with you, the number one platform for entrepreneurs who want to scale by the CEO School. 
No matter what stage you're at, we meet you there and have the exact tools and resources that you need to finally reach your next level. Learn exactly how we can support you and your business at theceoschool.co slash collective. Yeah, I just want to like clear that mind, right? Get present for a minute and focus on what it is that you have to do for the day. So for me, I... I used to meditate um, a couple of years back. I used to do a lot of meditation and I too would get distracted in and think of like thinking, am I even doing this right? And then my, my mind would take over and then I was just like, I don't even know if that worked. But there's a technique called emotional freedom techniques and that's the EFT tapping. So EFT tapping is actually proven to reduce cortisol, the stress hormone, by 43% in a single session, and it can be done in five minutes or less. I know, and why doesn't everybody know about this? Yep. Okay, tell me, what is this? Yeah, so essentially it works with the meridians I'm like getting ready for it. I'm like, okay, we're going to yeah, do it. Yeah, so we can go through like a little tapping okay, too, but it works with it. the meridians of the body, and essentially the meridians are what hold your energy. It's your chi. It's your life force, right? So if you're feeling negative or if you're feeling pain or if you're feeling anxious or stressed or whatever is going on, I want you to imagine like your TV. Remember like old school TVs, how it'd be like in like the snow? That would mean like a wire is in the wrong hole essentially. So with EFT tapping, we're realigning like the wires in our body so you get a clear screen in a sense. Yeah. So what we do is we tap on, there's there's eight different um, tapping points or energy points that we tap on. There's one on the top of the head. There's one right here between your eyebrows, on your temples, like right before your temples, like between your eye here, under your eye. This just feels good. It feels amazing. And if you hit that actual spot, you'll feel like almost like a tickling in your face. And then under your nose, which you'll feel like your nose tickle, almost like you're yeah. about to sneeze. The tip of your chin. And then you have your collarbone over here, like right under the bone, like in that, like right fleshy. And then like right on your bra strap line, like under your arm. Okay. And what this actually does is it unclogs your stuck energy. So... People say that it reminds them of like a, like a feeling like almost on a high. So have you ever had acupuncture done? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it works with the same meridians as acupuncture. Like when you get off that table, you're like, ooh, this was like – that was like a really good experience, right? Is that is that yeah. pretty much how you felt? Exactly. So tapping works with the same meridians as acupuncture. So it's derived from like ancient Chinese medicine and works with all of these um, – systems in the body. But what it does is it actually recreates your neural pathways, rewrites them for you. So if you're experiencing stress, anxiety, overwhelm, limiting beliefs, or if you're just like, my mind is just so cluttered right now, I need to just get present, it reduces that. And then in the first session, because we tap through our limiting beliefs or any of those negative thoughts that we have in the first round. And then the next three rounds, we tap in the affirmation. So I am a badass CEO or like I'm going to be the best pitch writer there is out there. And this interview I'm about to have is going to be amazing. And so then you're just you do doing your affirmation with the tapping. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So something that I really love to do when I'm incorporating tapping is instead of going directly to the affirmation, I'll say like, 
I want to have the most amazing joy-filled day ever. Because if I'm sitting here and I'm not already having the most amazing joy-filled day ever, my sometimes your mind can reject it because it's not actually true, okay? So it won't integrate. But if you're saying it in a way like, I want to feel that, then your mind's going to connect it. It's going to integrate it. It's true, right? So on my chin, I'd say something like, abundance surrounds me and I attract it easily and effortlessly. Are there certain things you say at the different points or does it not matter? No, I tap and I just intuitively say whatever it is that I want to be feeling. And like, I'm a superhero. I'm superwoman. It feels really good. Like, I do feel really relaxed right now. It's just like imagine how much more relaxed you'd feel if you're doing it. And this this up here. And is it because like I'm probably stuck up here? I feel like, oh, my God, this is like where everything I feel. Are you a lot of the time in your head? Yes. Yeah. So I noticed for me that I like I'll feel it the most right underneath my nose. Really? So it it really just depends on like where you hold a lot of your energy, where it's clogged. And I notice too when I do it that I just tap harder in the place that I I feel like needs the release. Okay. So these energy points are like extra nerve bundles. So you're helping to release. This makes sense. Yeah. And um, I do this in the morning. I actually do it with my two and a half year old. Whether or not he follows along exactly is another story, which is amazing because I remember in the beginning I was telling you like our kids freaking model us like to the extent where like my son, I'm not proud of this, but is using like the F bomb in context. And I'm like, dude, I did that. (laughs) I did that to my son. But what we do is we'll sit in the morning and he'll sit on my lap. We'll sit in the mirror and we'll tap and like he'll stop and like occasionally pick his nose and (laughs) do something really silly. But we say all of these affirmations of like, I'm amazing. I'm successful. I'm important. And it works for kids just as well as it works for adults. So having, I know it's it's really, really, really cool. How long do you do your tapping for? How often, like what, you know, just every day? When you're like, when you're just, whenever you're feeling, I love that you can incorporate this literally. We're doing it right now on the show, by the way. So for those that um, aren't watching and I kind of went quiet, you guys have to watch that. I'm sure, I'm sure Carlos, you're going to put these clips all over social, but I'm literally tapping my face and my body and it feels really relaxing and you can kind of do it anywhere. I could totally get behind this. Yeah. And you can even like do it here. It's one of those things where when you're equipped with something like this, you can bring it with you everywhere. It's not like you have to go to lay on an acupuncture table to like be realigned. You literally have your hands with you no matter where you go. Okay. So we're checking off the affirmations. We're checking off journaling. That's, that's Amanda approved. Oh, by the way, her last, okay. So her, the, where to find Amanda is inner beauty Bible. But I think what's so cute is her last name is Bible B Y B E L. And so she's, she's clever. She's clever. She's our girl. She's a great marketer. <laughs> All right. So affirmations are approved. Um, journaling. We love that. And while we're talking about the tapping, we could take that everywhere with us. Can you talk a little bit about, um, breath work and, um, 
like I can get behind that too. The uh, So I want to talk a little bit about breath work, but something that I, I don't know if I can get behind is hypnotherapy. So I want to kind of understand that later, but right now let's go into breath work. How do we as CEOs incorporate breath work? And I love what you're doing is teaching this to like our kids too, because breath work I do with my daughter whenever Mila has like a ton of anxiety or she's stressed about something, just like breathing in and breathing out. And we do like the five finger thing and like both my kids will like breathe in breathe out and we'll do five, five breaths. And it is so calming, but I don't really do anything outside of that. So would love to get your take on breath work. Yeah. So, I mean, we also take our breath everywhere we go. Right. Yep. And it's about we bringing intention. We must bring it. It's our, it's again, it's another, like it's our life force. Right. So the importance of breath work is you're essentially allowing yourself to drop into how we were meant to be at our truest, most innocent stage of our life. So if you look at your babies when they were born, like they breathe with their belly, right? Like you always see yeah. their bellies going up and down, up and down. But if you were to look, you know, on the other side of the camera or at anyone in society, if you were to take a deep breath in, how are you breathing in? You can't even tell through your nose through your nose, but you're also going up and down instead of out and in, right? Yes. You're breathing in with your shoulders. And because society has programmed us to breathe up and down in these vertical breaths. So vertical breathing actually activates our fight or flight. And we're in this constant state of fight or flight. And that's why when you're doing these deep intentional breaths with your daughter, she's breathing into her belly which is how she's meant to breathe. And it drops you right into that calm, that cool collected of being present and being centered and how we're meant to be. So what happens is five breaths that we typically take with those vertical breaths are equivalent to one normal breath that we take into our belly. Yeah. No way. It's wild. Yeah. So if you were to intentionally breathe into your belly right now, I bet you it would be, it's a little bit hard, right? Yeah. I don't, so I was going to ask you, how do you breathe into your belly? Well, that our diaphragm is like right underneath our rib cage and that's your breathing muscle. So we're supposed to breathe into that. That's how we're meant to breathe. And because of our programming and our conditioning and like these emotional corsets that we wear, like you know, kids wearing these heavy backpacks, bullying, people telling you to suck in or stand up tall or put your shoulders back or hold your belly in or all of these things are conditioning the world to breathe with your shoulders, right? So that's how we've been breathing probably since we're five, six, seven years old. And that's why it becomes really difficult to breathe with your belly. So if you were to put your hand like right, two of your hands like right over your belly button, like clasp like this, I would say like interlace. So if you're listening, they're like interlaces if you're holding your own hands in prayer and then taking that over your belly and breathe into your, like imagine just filling your hands or your belly up with oxygen. And the more you exercise that muscle, the easier it becomes. And now you're breathing into the most oxygen rich part. And is it better to breathe in through your nose or through your mouth? Or does it not matter? You're, we're born breathing in through our nose and our mouth. I think it's really just a matter. You're supposed to breathe in through your nose. However, if you're more comfortable breathing in through your mouth, it's okay. You can see. I feel like I breathe in through my nose, but I want to exhale through my mouth. You can do that. That works. Okay. Yeah, whatever feels. Yeah, whatever feels aligned for you. You know, if 
you're working on really being mindful with your breath to do everything all at once can be a difficult transition. So like slow and steady. I do. But now that you're putting more intention into it, you're going to feel calmer. And then if you notice too, like throughout the day, like we breath hold, we're like, you know, hold our breath when we don't want to do things or if we're shocked or surprised, like a lot of us are breath holders too. So it's really just bringing that mindfulness back into how we're meant to breathe. And that's also something it's like it's the it's the buzzword right nervous system regulation right really just getting in tune with how our body is meant to be and how we manage stress this is super fun I hope y'all are enjoying this as much as I am I like I I feel I feel really excited about the, the techniques and the things to incorporate and I do think that it's not about you're right like when we try to do too much it's not going to happen. And it's really habit stacking and habit building and putting a, a few things into practice and having the right tools in our tool belt. And these are the tools that I do want my kids to have. And I don't want them to be stressed out and I want them to feel confident and I want them to be you know, healthy and vibrant and just have that peace in their minds and not carry that stress. And so these are ways for us to calm our emotions and our nervous system. And so I do, I love it. Um, tell me a little bit about, you know, something that you focus on uniquely as we kind of wrap this up. We literally, I love like we're doing this in real time, but generational healing is a unique focus of your work, Amanda. And so I'd love to hear about that. And what are some things that, you know, can you explain, you know, how you can address generational patterns and beliefs and how that really has a a transformative impact on us as women and then us, you know, as mothers as well. So we'd love to kind of talk a little further about that. Yeah. So my passion in this chapter of my journey is really equipping moms with tools to become their own best friends and like rewrite the stories that we learned were supposed to be true and took on without any choice essentially and become really aware of our patterns so that we have the capacity to change them so without awareness we can't create change right and these patterns will then continue to perpetuate and then we pass them down to our kids who then pass them down to their kids now through the generational healing it's about creating awareness through the actions that you're taking, the habits that you are, you know, engaging in that you don't want to be engaging in and becoming so aware, almost painfully aware of these things so that you have the ability and desire to shift them. Now, something that I started to notice is that I'll say things to myself out loud in the mirror. And then I notice my son saying these things and he doesn't know why he says them. He's just saying them because mommy's saying them, right? For um, a better example would be uh, my husband, obviously he shaves in the morning, right? So Julian, my two and a half year old, like will come up to him and he'll be like, daddy, you know, I want to do that. So he'll put some shaving cream on his little cheek and he's using his finger and he's doing what daddy's doing with no understanding as to why he's doing it. And this is how patterns get passed down because kids don't have logic to understand that this is not true or this is not for me. Does that make sense? So with that, we can become so aware of the things that we're doing so that we can choose different patterns so that our kids can now mirror and model what we're doing so they become the future leaders 
the world and become, you know, so they have a clean slate. I mean, I'd love that for myself and for all of us. But something that I, I, I'd like to maybe think about is, isn't half the battle awareness that there are things that are wrong that you're you're doing? I think half the time we're not even aware of the things that we're doing. So, I mean, once you become aware, then you can get intentional about, okay, I want to change this and this is what I want it to look like so I can model this behavior for my family or um, you know, stop this generational thing that my mom used to do and then my like her parents used to do. And so we could stop that today. But isn't half the battle just awareness? Like most people aren't even aware. They're not self-aware enough of, of the shit that they do. And so how do we like, what, what are your thoughts on that? Of like, how do you actually become aware to then stop the things to then carry that forward in like for trauma? So, or for your generate, for the next generation. And so talk to me a little bit about that because I have a hard time with that. I mean, people are not usually as self-aware as we want them to. We're not, we're not that way as humans. No, totally. I mean, we walk through life blissfully unaware or not so blissfully unaware of all the things happening around us. But our mind actually thinks over 60,000 thoughts a day and about 95% of those are on repeat. So our thoughts shape our feelings and how like our state of being and that actually shapes our actions, which then creates our results, right? So it's like this cycle that keeps happening. And until we change something at the thought level, then we can change the pattern, yeah. right? When we shift the thought, we shift how we feel. When we shift how we feel, we can change how we are, the actions that we're taking, and then change the results. So something that I would suggest is carry around that journal, okay? If you notice yourself taking an action or doing the thing and you're like, oh, shit, there I go, doing that thing again, well, what happened right before then? What was the thought that was happening right before then? If you were, you know, maybe had a goal to go to the gym every morning and work out, but you just keep pressing the snooze button and then you wake up after, you know, pressing it 1,200 times and now you're running late going out the door, that's a pattern. Yep. (laughs) Right? So we want to rewind to right before you hit the snooze button the first time, what was that thought? Well, oh, I can go to the gym later. Yep. Well, what if you thought, well, what if I go to the gym now? What would that make possible for me instead? Or how about we, you know, implement the Mel Robbins five second rule and like just do it, do the shit anyway. You know, it's about catching it right before you take the action that's then creating the cycle. So I like to carry around a book with me or like a journal with me or, you know, even just texting someone who's really close to you, an accountability partner, a, a husband, a wife, a friend, your notes on your phone and just writing out these things where you're like, why do I do this? Or how can I stop doing this? Well, what is the this that you want to change? And that's where you would start. I love that. I, I like that example for the gym. I think a lot of us can relate. And it, it's really about that action right before it. And how do you change that thought to say, well, what can this do for me instead of, you know, I could, you know, I, I can go later. And so I really like that shifting. Um, to sum this all up, I, like, how do you feel? Like, so tell me, how does like, hypnotherapy kind of come into all of this because I'm intrigued here. Like, can I, can I just like, is there a quick fix of like fixing all my shit? If I like, you know, get hypnotized and like, tell me about hypnotherapy. Like, what does this help me with? And uh, where do I get it? Like, do you want to hypnotize me at some point? And then you can get rid of all of my 10 years of history as a CEO uh, and like all the stress that I carried with it. And like, now I'm like moving into like this next chapter in my journey. Help me. Like, I don't want this trauma from my previous past going into my 
my into my next into my future here. So what is hypnotherapy? Well, there's like a lot of layers there's a lot. there, right? So there's a lot of layers there. Hypnotherapy is never gonna like erase anything. None of these techniques are ever going to completely like Damn eliminate it. happen, right? But it's a matter of how we manage it and how we deal with it, but also what our mindset is around it. Like, are we going to focus on what was or are we going to focus on what we want to be creating instead or what the solution is, right? So we want to operate from the mentality of what can I do or what do I want to create? What is the solution here instead of operating from like, this is what happened, this is who I was, this is what I did, oh, whatever. Um, With hypnotherapy or hypnosis, essentially you're working with the subconscious to firmly be on track to the reality you're desiring. So your imagination is so much more powerful than willpower, Mm. okay? So this is why you see athletes like pretending to kick the ball when they're going to – what is it? The – the touchdown, the field goal, whatever, the touchdown at the end. You see them going doing it over and over and over and they're imagining the ball there, but there's not actually a ball there, right? So our body's like a robot and when you program it like a robot, it's going to take you to the outcome. So close your eyes for a second. Okay. Okay. And I want you to just imagine yourself sitting in your favorite place in your house and you get up from that spot and you're walking over to the kitchen walking over, walking over, noticing everything that makes your home yours, and you open up the refrigerator, and inside the refrigerator, you see a bowl of juicy yellow lemons. You haven't seen them there before. You're like, oh, that's weird. (laughs) You go and you take one out. You feel the cold rind. You notice what it looks like. It's bright yellow. You put it on the counter. You carefully slice through it with a knife, and you notice the juice spraying out. It's super, super juicy. You notice the citrusy smell of a lemon and you cut through it again. Now you take up that the wedge right up to your face and I want you to imagine taking a big bite of that lemon. Now open your eyes and notice all the saliva in your mouth. It is. I'm literally tasting the lemon right now. It's like it literally gave me the sour note right now and I do have mm-hmm. a lot of saliva in my mouth right now. I just It just literally juiced out. Swear to God. Right? So was there a lemon? No. No, there's saliva <laughs> in my mouth. I swear to God. I taste lemon. So that's how powerful I'm a believer. Is. You converted me into the woo today. That is so good. That is so good. So using this as a part of your routine will change your life. Oh, my God. I still like I'm like literally feel like, you know, that when you take the lemon, I don't know about you, but it takes me in the back of my ear. Like it's like that, that it's like, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so how do I incorporate? So it's imagination is what hypnotherapy is. It's using the power of the subconscious. So how do I incorporate that? So give me like real life, like, you know, like I I love the EFT, like that's for sure a practice I'm taking away. And y'all need to come back and like watch this on YouTube. If you are like listening to this on um, like on Spotify or or iTunes or whatever, you have to come watch this because it's so easy to do. I really, really like this. How do I incorporate the imagination or the visualization or the hypnotherapy part into this beautiful routine that Amanda has now created for all of us? You know, I wouldn't suggest doing it while driving. (laughs) However, you can just pop in some like earbuds or your headphones, listen to it throughout the day. If it's um, right before you're about to go to sleep, that's actually probably one of the best times because your subconscious mind is most susceptible to suggestion right before you go to sleep because you're in like the theta state, theta waves. Um, and when right when you wake up in the morning as well, um, you can listen to any like 
recordings. You can find it on YouTube. I'm sure you can find some on Apple or Spotify, whatever your mode of transportation is of listening. Yeah. But yeah, I would I would just look up some hypnosis and you know I think that like a three minutes, two minutes, like something really simple. It doesn't have to be hours long. And I think that so many people are like, oh, my God, I have to have a nine hour long morning routine in order for it to be effective. That's just not true. So find something that works for you. 30 seconds, one minute, two minutes, incorporate it. Habit stack, repetition creates habit. So have it like a daily routine and notice your life change right before your eyes. I love it. Amanda, this was super fun. Uh, You are such a good sport too. And I'm like super, super excited to incorporate these things into my day to day. The way that you've explained it actually is one of the best ways I've seen a lot, all of us really explained. I've I've talked to uh, you know other women. That I just like have it has not resonated the same way that it did when you said it today. And the examples that you gave about the GPS and about our minds and about my children and this stuff is important. Like this is really important work. And I love what you're doing. I can't wait to follow your journey along um, on Instagram. And I want if you guys enjoyed today's episode and you guys want to hear more more like this. And we literally went over to, we're like 40 minutes plus into the episode now. Uh, My producer is like, wrap up. Like you don't usually go this long, but we're having fun. Um, So please screenshot this episode. Tag Amanda at Inner Beauty Bible. Tag me on Instagram. Tag CEO School. We'll reshare and hopefully we'll get to do a lot more. We've got to have you back, Amanda. We didn't even get a chance to talk about the 3 million downloads on the show. Congratulations. Let's go listen to her podcast, The Related Podcast. I'll put that over in the show notes as well. And this next month, actually, at CEO School, we're hosting a masterclass on all things podcast. And so we'll we'll definitely figure out a way to have your thoughts incorporated in that, even if it's for a little bit into the segment. And so our team will reach out and we'll make sure we get Amanda's thoughts on scaling a 3 million plus podcast. Congratulations on everything. Thank you so much for your beautiful energy today. I think that uh, Palo Cento works because we you brought all the positive vibes. And so all of these things, I need Amanda's like kit. I, like you need to create like a a kit that has all the things for for new for newbies in in the Absolutely. manifestation and the brain and the inner workspace. So I need I need a kit. So um, ping me after you're gonna send me your kit. I need this. I need all of this stuff, and we'll we're, we'll share along. But thanks so much, and um, for all of our listeners, thank you so much for all that you do, listening along. This has been such a fun road with all of you over the last three years, and we could not be here without your listenership and without you sharing the the podcast and leaving us reviews. So if you enjoyed today's episode, leave us a review. This is so important to us. We read every single one. So take a minute, write us a review, screenshot it, and tag us that it's done. We'll send you some really awesome goodies as well. So um, super excited that you're here, Amanda, today. We'll be doing a lot more. And until next week at CEO School, we'll see you then. Bye, Amanda. Hi, I'm so glad you're here and enjoying the CEO School podcast. If you're tuning in, chances are that you're a female entrepreneur looking for accessible knowledge, resources, and guidance. Well, look no more. Here's the thing. Entrepreneurship is a lonely road and quality mentorship is scarce, especially as a woman. Access to knowledge from other female founders is hard to come by. And when coaching my mentees, I keep finding that they're sitting on gold mines and simply lack a little bit of guidance for scale. That's why I had to interrupt today's show and share the CEO Collective with you. 
CEO Collective is the number one platform for female founders who want to scale beyond the million dollar mark. No matter what stage you're at, we meet you there and give you the exact tools and resources you need to finally reach your next level. Through mentorship, accountability, community, and education, we've helped thousands of female founders break the millions of revenue and beyond. Between masterclasses led by me and experts, fireside chats with stellar celebrity founders, access to subject matter experts to bust through your blockers, event-packed calendars, and more, the value of being inside of the room is quite frankly priceless. Learn exactly how we can support you and your business at thecoschool.co slash collective. Thank you for tuning into today's show. If you loved it, leave us a review. We are so proud to bring you authentic conversations, game changer expert guests, and valuable content on and offline. The best compliment you can give us is by screenshotting today's show and tagging us on Instagram at CEO School and at Sanira Madani. We are obsessed with swag, so don't be surprised if we want to send you some. Thanks for tuning into class today. And remember, nothing bad happens when women make more money.